man, I can shoot the ball. I know I can shoot the ball. I'm not worried about what anybody says. Like, I'm a dog on the court. That's how I play. They play fast. They have three-point shooting. They're young. They're versatile. And that's how I want to play. That's how I think the game should be played. You know, this team is on the rise. The city's on the rise. Oh, that's, that's exciting. You know, I'm getting chills talking about it. You are listening to Throne Room Breakdown with Jason Jones and Kenny Carraway, only on the Athletic Podcast Network. Good morning, afternoon, evening. I don't know when you're listening, but thank you for listening to the Throne Room Breakdown. This is Jason Jones. And this is Kenny Carraway. Jason, what's going on, man? Nothing, man. Uh, no barber. We're working on, what, week three with no Ooh. barber? So, Ooh. What's, the, what's the looking like right now, bro? What's the hairline looking like? I mean, it, are, like, you, I, are you I, one of the people that you will take matters into your own hands? Because I wouldn't. Uh, I'm not at that stage yet. I haven't done that since I was in college. But right now, the hairline's like RG3 before he went to a black barber. <laughs> It's just it's unreal, you know. It, it's it's that with a mix of like 1984 Kareem, where you where oh, you can see, you can see oh. where the you can see where the hair is thinning. So I'm really considering maybe I need to talk to LeBron at some point about how to fix this because it's like my barber always says I don't have it. I'm not thin enough to go completely bald because my hair grows back too fast. But like it's yeah. I, I'm feeling like. I'm like I'm gonna have to pull a Kareem by the end of this thing because yeah this is you no know, I'm gonna look like I'm gonna look like Isaac Hayes I'm gonna have a long beard and bald I'm, I'm have to come. Well, see, Jason, I never I never got the vibes that you know just looking at you that you needed to come home. You know what I'm saying? I never got those vibes. You know what I mean? But as somebody that ha- has been home for at least ten years now, it's been a minute. <laughs> I started shaving my hair in college, I think. Um, it's okay. Like, it's fine. You're always fresh. You know what I'm saying? I shave my head probably every other day, and it takes about 15 minutes. It don't take long. Like, it's just, I guess after a while, it becomes part of your normal routine. So even if the if your barber's saying, like, your hair grows back too fast, like, you shave that thing every other day, like, it'd be good. So, I, I mean, if you, if you feel like it's almost to that point, I mean... The, everyone hey, tells me I'm not there. They're telling me I don't think you're there personally. Everyone tells me I'm overreacting. They're like, no, no I don't you're think not. You're there. They're like, you're not. My barber's like, you're not even close to being there yet. He said, no, we can, no, we, no, can no. we can. He said, we just. You, you said you can't have a fro, but you know, you ain't that bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you it's, know, it's, and, and you mentioning Kareem, it, it it brings up a good point. These these guys in the, you know, the seventies and the eighties, you know, your uh, your your Kareems, your George Jeffersons, your uh, what's my man um. What's the dad on Good Times? John State? What's this? Amos? John Amos, yeah. Jay, yeah. I mean, they they was really like, yo, we just rocking this. This this is what we're doing. There's like, no hair really? in the middle, but we you know them OG Nate Thurman pictures. They're like Nate, <laughs> like was, that's what we're doing, huh? They're like Nate was 25. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> 25, dude. Nate wasn't even 30 yet. I'm like, man, Nate was a gangster for that. They have a whole fro around the side of your head. And these dudes was I couldn't I could not imagine like this is how I'm rocking the hair like this is what like, I'm doing I cannot I'm, imagine I'm that. like did, did 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 they comb I'm like I guess they combed the side <laughs> I did, I just don't get it I'm like I'm like Isaac Hayes was popping back in the seventies you could just yeah. with the ball 
and no one would have thought any different of you. But I was like, well, they was they was holding on to hair back in the day. They was like, we gonna have this half a fro and a beard. <laughs> and then, but then you got like you mentioned, you got the Kareems, where Kareems was just patchy and you know had patches of baldness, patches big time receding. Like Kareem was just out here like, yo, I'm sky hooking like it's nothing. It's all good. What NBA Finals? This is gonna last forever. I'm in Boston Garden. It's nothing. I mean, just it wasn't even lined up. It was just there. I, I don't know. I love Kareem. I don't know what Kareem was was doing. Like, are you getting a haircut? Like, well, I have no idea. Just sky, just sky hooking with with patches of of, of hair and baldness all over the place. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's bizarre. Uh, yeah, but hey, it is. But it was. It that's what they did in the day. That's what they did. Yeah, you know, so we'll see. You know, that's probably my biggest struggle right now. You know, I'm I'm healthy. Uh, no one, I, I know I've had a couple of people like, well, I know a couple of my frat brothers who passed away. Uh, I didn't know them personally, but I know one brother I do know. He just got out the hospital from the uh, coronavirus. He uh, he had, you know, he, he had a couple of days where he kept saying, I got a fever, and they, they sent him home. And then he had to go back because it was like, no, I'm still sick. And find out he had that he you know so he spent a few days in the hospital. He's home now, but yes, it's been just a a weird weird time. Yeah, I was talking to uh to Rob before the show, but before you you hopped on, and it's I'm like really good with you know this is the day of the weekend with this whole thing. Like all the days kind of blend together. Like I have to double check myself sometime to even know what day of the week it is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. It's and that's that was never something that I ever had to do, and it's just crazy being in these four walls is you know definitely making me start crazy. We get me and my son, we get out you know in front of our house a little bit and take walks, which they say is cool that you can do and everything, but it's it's not the same. Like I've been on the same tank of gas for like almost two weeks now, which is unheard of. Yeah, and it's like you know, and I'm mad when I go outside to exercise. I'm like, where were you people at the last? Who are you new people? There, there's these stairs by my apartment where I go and run. And I'm like, why are all you people here? Like, leave. <laughs> like, no, you weren't doing this before. I'm like, no, no, go. I don't care where you go, but this is, this is my area of solitude. You know, Facts. and and I was, I, I try to run, jog the stairs. They're just walking, taking their time. I'm like, you're not even sweating. Move. <laughs> Like you're all in the way and I'm trying to stay six feet away, but I got to run slow or try to run right by you because so I can, you know, keep my distance. I'm like, this is not fun. Yeah. They're, but they're hey, out. They're you know, out. Hey, you I live in Elk Grove and, oh man, they're, they're out tough. Typically Elk Grove, uh, I've, I've learned since I've been living out here, uh, it's about three years. Well, I lived out here before I moved to LA, but since I come back like three years, like it's pretty, it's not like a... It's a very quiet neighborhood where I live at. Um, not a lot of people out, but man, since this has gone down, we go to take a little walk around the block. Like everybody's out walking in the parks, running. Like you said, like it's and it's not even like they're not. It's not like a bad type of thing. Like they're not listening to social distancing. I'm sure they are, um, but you know you got to get out. They said it's healthy for you to get out, take a walk, just keep yeah. your distance. So. Well, some people ain't listening. You know, so. <laughs> I had to shut the beach down. They get, you know. Oh, man. They, Florida, they, man. They give, the mayor gives you some very, like, even in LA, gives you some real basic guidelines. What do we do? Let's all go to the beach. Oh, come on. You don't, 
You don't go to the beach any other time. Now, all of a you all have to go to... I'm like, oh, God, this is Tripping. ridiculous. But Tripping. Yeah, I guess we can talk a little, some type of sports. I mean, there is there are some well, sports-related things to talk about still, even though there aren't any games. Well, look, look, Jason, basketball's back. Breaking news, basketball is back in the virtual oh, world here. Oh, yeah. 2K20 Players Only Tournament. And uh, as much of a gamer as he is tying this into Sacramento... No De'Aaron Fox in this tournament. He hates 2K, though, right? That's that's his, yeah. he's a, his he's thing. Not a, he does not play 2K. Yeah, he's not a 2K guy. Mm. So yeah. Harrison Barnes got in here somehow. I didn't know he was on the sticks. I didn't either. I got, I got a holler. I'm like, hey, man, I didn't know you was, you know. I don't know, because every time I see Harrison, I think of two things. The suits he wears to games, and he a lot of times he'll have a book he's reading. I never matched him with the video game world, but I, I do need to holler at Harrison. I didn't wonder if he got a haircut, you know. Is he holding out to see if play is going? I don't even know if he has a choice. <laughs> he may not have a choice. He may be like the rest of us. Like, just it fits right into what he's doing. He, he's just going to have to grow it out. Harrison, come back with braids. Come back with cornrows. And, and <laughs> he's going to come back with corn, looking like Ronnie Turioff. Braids and the beard. All, yeah. <laughs> but they, yeah. Um, I guess I don't know who put it on the boardroom is the the picture that I seen for it, but NBA 2K players only tournament. KD's in it. Uh, we mentioned Harrison Barnes, Hassan Whiteside, Boogie Cousins. My, he's my in dude, it. Shout out to dude, Boogie, the, my boy, Mike, Michael Porter Jr. No disrespect to Luca, but the guy that I will always stay up with dreams about as as a potential king. He's in there. Uh, Zach Levine, also another potential king. A lot of a lot of kings connections in here. We got. We got Harrison, Hassan Whiteside, Michael Porter Jr., Zach Levine, DeMarcus Cousins. No no Fox, but the Kings are all over this thing. Yeah, you know, Kings basically started a, a, no, a 2K team and not a team on the court. Maybe <laughs> Montrez Harold is in this thing, a Kings killer. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Kings Hall of Famer. I put Montrez <laughs> in the category of guys who were in the Hall of Fame if they only played the Kings. <laughs> you know, along with greats like Etwan Moore and you know um, Ish Smith, just guys who no matter every time I was like I swear I've never seen Ish play bad against the Kings, even if it's like not even like a big Ish numbers game. Even if it's a, he, yeah. he ain't even got to score a lot, but you'd be like, damn, Ish is really controlling this game. Like, why is he so good against the Kings? But it should be looking like uh, Isaiah Thomas, the Pistons Isaiah Thomas against the Kings every time. Yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, Every I mean, time, so. I, I'm going to check it out. I mean, I got nothing else to do. You know, nothing I'm actually, else to do. So. I'm actually working on a, uh, a, 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 you know, a, a gaming story because, well, you know, why not? I think, I think, I think the people, the gamblers are itching for something to do. And I think we're also just itching to see the, you know, the guys that we're used to seeing all this time of year just to see them. It's weird. I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm not really sentimental, sappy about work, but I kind of miss hearing buddies like bro bro and he's like and you know <laughs> i just like i it's so much a part of your daily life it's like i haven't heard you know no De'Aaron say anything crazy or you know <laughs> i haven't you know had a you know a, a random just like you know conversation with harrison you know, it's weird you know and you know i haven't yeah. i haven't had a chance to joke with luke you know, in, you know in a while by the way happy birthday luke his birthday was over the weekend he's now he's 40 Welcome to the club. Shout out Luke, man. Shout out to him. Happy birthday, brother. Yeah, so I mean, it's definitely, it's different, you know, and 
You know, so I mean, I think it'll be cool just to see the see if the guys are all right. I mean, I know they're the, with the uh, with the, you know the virus and everything. People were wondering who's okay, and you know, people walking around asymptomatic. And you think about it, basketball is the perfect, the most the perfect sport for a, a, a sickness to spread. You know, everyone mm-hmm. touches the ball and all the you know. And generally, in my time, whenever I've gotten sick, I've gotten sick because guys on the team were sick. Right. So, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, so I think it'd just be good to see those guys, you know, everyone doing well, you know, thankfully or prayerfully, I haven't heard of any of my colleagues being diagnosed. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you know, trying to just take the good with it and you know, ride this thing out. And yeah, meanwhile, and, may, and maybe I can get one of these guys to play me on 2K because I have a feeling that some of these players ain't too good. I don't think they're very good at all, to be honest. How could you be that good? I mean, I know they got free time on their hands, but come on now. Now, I, no, they're not that. They're good. not. I want, than, I want to play somebody. They're not better than that kid who probably was whooping on Tony Jones. So. <laughs> not at all. That kid. And let's let's be honest. That kid would smack the crap out of me as well. Because oh, I get killed online. I don't even know who who I'm playing. I get destroyed. Man, I don't. I don't mess with two K online for the most part. Especially when you go to the playground. Man, maybe I'll be looking like a scrub, and they don't pass me the ball. Like I'll I'll take one shot, and it won't be like. I won't mix somebody up and do some kind of reverse 360. And they're like, nah, we ain't passing that dude the ball no more. They treat me like a scrub out there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Go to the playground. Yeah, so, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what we got right now. That's what we got right so there's, now. So we'll ride with There's that. that. We got the 2K tournament coming up. And then got to give a shout out to the to the people at ESPN. I don't know if they're considered competitors or not. So I don't want to give them too much of a shout out. All right. We might even have to beep that out. You know what I mean? Censor beep that out. But. <laughs> the the Bulls documentary, which was slated to be coming out in June, they've moved it up to April nineteenth. So the um about the Bulls last season, uh last championship season with Jordan and Rodman and all that other stuff. And uh I can't wait for that. I I am a Michael Jordan guy. That is my guy. All right. It's I'm not no different than a lot of people. But Mike is my guy. And any chance I got to see Michael Jordan, I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped. Yeah, and me, I'm a. I mean, it's. I've been having. I mean, one thing tw- this whole break has done is given people a lot of time to debate about <laughs> things. And you realize, I realize that I am over forty because I, I, I'm. Uh, when, when my boy, when my boys from Southern Cal, uh, we got stuck on a thread with Ryan Hollins because he he had his top five players, and someone, my friend, took offense to the fact he had Kareem so low, and so. So these youngsters jump in the thread talking about, you know, well, this guy would have never done nothing like there's a generation of people who for, who don't realize Michael Jordan played ball before he won six rings. And some of the <laughs> and some of the horrible things that were said about him. I'm yeah. old enough to remember when people said Jordan will never be magic because magic's a mm. winner. And all Jordan does is put up numbers and and lose to the Pistons and lose yeah. to the Celtics. I mean, if Michael Jordan played, if there was social media like in 1986, 87, 88, 89. It'd be crazy. Oh, they would uh, they would have skewered this man. How are you going to get that man yeah. MVP and if it's the player of the year and they can't and they barely beat the Cavs in the playoffs? You know, <laughs> how are you going to give him that when he getting beat up by Joe Dumars? Yo. Know, they they would uh they'd be saying when they talk about the the shot on Elo, they'd be like, Oh, so that's what we're doing. We're celebrating a first round victory now. How pathetic. Yeah. That, that's how that's the take. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'd have been like yeah, they would have yeah, they would have just 
it, it, I rem- I'm old enough to remember that. So I'm like, it's yeah. funny now that there's a lot of revisionist history. I'm like, you know, Mike played like 15 years. So I mean, there was a, there were actually more years he didn't win than he did. I mean, when he mm-hmm. got rolling, it was it was a thing of beauty. But there's a, there's a, uh, there's a lot of kids. I say I, I call them kids because they wear Jordans, never saw Jordan play, <laughs> but tell you about Jordan. Like man, right. Jordan never missed a shot late in the game. Like, what? The, you sound stupid. Yeah, it's crazy. And then you realize Jordan himself has a commercial talking about how many shots he missed late in games. Like, and then you realize they're sixteen years old. Yeah, relax, kid. Relax. Yeah, so but I'm so looking forward the, the, to seeing it. This brings up a good point. You brought up a, a, a thing that's been on my mind with this, and so obviously, like everybody else, been seeing old games and things of that nature. And I came across Game Six, twenty. 2013 NBA Finals, the the Ray Allen shot one, game six or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I look at LeBron in that game, and he made a lot of plays for them to come back and be in that position. He did some good things. But LeBron, throughout that entire game, looks terrified. Like, he looks scared as shit, to be honest with you, throughout that whole game. <laughs> and... And like I said, he ended up making some plays. Even when he made some plays, it was like frantic. Like he he just looked spooked the whole game. Now, the crazy thing was in that game seven, he played maybe one of his best games of all time, looked great. Um, you move to the 2016 finals, he looked completely in control. Like night and day to his demeanor and the confidence that he exuded from 2016 NBA finals back to this 2013 thing, right? And it just got me thinking. LeBron, considered one of the greatest to ever played a game. You know, I had him at one point, um, and this is a Mike head, you know, I'm a Mike head, but LeBron James had an opportunity to be looked at as the best player to ever play at one point in my eyes. I was, I was, he was on that path. I kind of don't feel that way no more, but, you know, he's up there. You look at Kobe and all this other stuff. Here's the thing that separates Michael Jordan from all these other guys. Michael didn't always succeed. He didn't always succeed, right? He missed shots or whatever the case may be. But he never, ever looked out of sorts. Never looked out of sorts. He never looked overcome by the moment. He never looked frazzled. He never looked shook. If he missed a shot, it's just because he missed a shot and he's a human being. Yeah, I never had a moment where, like game six, I talked about with LeBron, where LeBron just looked terrified. Mike never looked terrified. Uh, Game seven, the 6-24 game for Kobe. Kobe looked completely out of control for the majority of that game. Completely out of control. Ne- Mike never looked like that. Never, ever, ever. And I and somebody told me I was having revisionist history with that. I don't think so. You you probably saw more than Mike than I did. I don't like I said, if he was when he was losing to Detroit, it was just because he was losing. Like they were better no, and they, they, no, were, they, they but he the, didn't look they out of kicking, place. They was kicking his ass is what was happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess it's a matter of semantics, but it was like he did not look like Superman against the Pistons. Right? They they manhandled him. So I mean, yeah. I think to me, because the style of play, the era was different, the looking out of sorts thing might be a little different. Because I mean, in a lot of ways, when the game was more, you know, people forget Mike wasn't always strong like he ended up being. So mm-hmm. the, the the Pistons were like, hey, anytime you come into this paint, we are knocking your ass down. You ain't going to be right. dunking on us. And eventually, but, that's where Mike had to get the, you know, the fade away. To, you know, it was like, shoot, I'm gonna, I can't. He couldn't survive if right. they were going to be allowed to beat on him the way. You know, nowadays, of course, Mike would have shot 90 free throws. 
Yeah. Tell <laughs> but me back the, then it was like that boy it would was, live at the line. It was like, okay, get up. It's like, oh damn, he knocked you down again. Get up. Yeah, but I, th- but, I think see, you know, so that's I mean, the thing with Mike. To, yeah. That's the thing right. with Mike. Like he would get beat up by Detroit and he'd just get up and come right back in there. One now, like you said, he got smarter and like, I can't survive that way. I can't do that every time. Got his fade away, got his jumper on or whatever. But I don't want to say LeBron would be this way, but Mike didn't. Mike didn't shy away from what Detroit was doing. Like, and maybe to his detriment, eventually, like you said, like he had to smarten up. But he was like, "Oh, you guys are smacking me to the ground. I'm gonna come right back. Like, I'm gonna just keep coming back, and I'm gonna dominate you that way." And it was like, "No, you're not gonna win that way. You got to find different ways to be effective." But Mike wasn't scared of it. Like, he wasn't scared of the contact. No, I never. I don't think anyone thought Mike would. People forget when Mike broke his leg early in his career, the team wanted him to uh, sit out. He came back and they made the playoffs. <laughs> it was yeah. like, no, 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 don't do that. You know, so I mean, I don't think anyone ever can question Mike's, you know, determination, his drive, any of that. I mean, the things you questioned about Mike are like, was he sick or was he hung over in the flu game? You know, mm. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be my bender. It'll be one of those urban legends forever that Mike somehow got to got to Vegas from one of those exclusive no one knows you're here type gambling nights and then was just you know I'm not gonna put that on Mike Mike is a cue I'm not gonna ever say Mike you know, I ain't never gonna put that on Mike you know Mike is the, that's he's he was that. sick. He was sick he was from definitely pizza, sick okay you know, Omega sick Man from pizza cues don't Omega men of Omega Sci-Fi don't lie so of course he pizza was, and pizza only yeah you know. You know, maybe he could, I don't know, but yeah, it's a uh, it's gonna be interesting because I was actually a big Rodman fan. So we're on the same wavelength without even we didn't even prep for this moment. Same wavelength. Did you see that? I don't know if you saw it on WWE Network. They have the Rodman Carl Malone. They did like a thirty oh, yeah. minute thing on that. Yeah, I didn't watch. I it, didn't but I know. Saw it. Well, they had a tidbit in there where Hulk Hogan was saying Phil Jackson was calling him. Talking about, yo, you know where Rodman's at. And I didn't know in the middle of the finals, you talk about Twitter, you know, going crazy. In the middle of the finals, Rodman blew off a practice to hang with the NWO. It was like at a nitro. He was like at a nitro that night. Like they had practice in the morning. He didn't show up. And he was on nitro that night. (laughs) Nowadays, there would have been all types of suspensions and... Yeah, that's crazy. It was like before Game Three of the Finals. And yeah, it's like said, no, yeah, I'm not going to practice. I'm gonna be at Nitro though. Yeah, yeah, it's a different world. Yeah, he, yeah, he had got skewered nowadays. He probably did back <laughs> then too. But even yeah. still, it was like you just, you just let Rodman be Rodman, and right. it's, you know, it's like as long as he showed up and played, it's like okay, we gotta put. And I give Phil credit for that, even with the Lakers too. He put up with enough weirdness. To allow them to still be themselves as long as they, you know, could probably know. Because probably the best example of that with them was Lamar Odom. Phil understood Mm. what all that Lamar had been through in life. There were going to be days where Lamar was just out of it. And you Mm. had to accept that. And you couldn't, you know, you know, you couldn't humiliate him for some of those days. I mean, the man's had a rough life. This is before even the thing that happened recently. I mean, you know, in in the last six, seven years. I mean, I was with the Kings the night Lamar... Almost died at that brothel. I was it, we were in Vegas that night, mm. and I remember Karan Butler didn't want to talk to the media because he was just so broken up because he you know that's his guy, yeah, one of his friends, right? And I remember that night because they were they were actually playing the Lakers too. They said Kobe dipped out that night to go check on him. A lot of people at that arena thought Lamar was going to die. Mm. 
you know, and so it's just when you look at um, just the way Phil was able to manage that, I think Phil doesn't get enough credit for that. No. I, I'm a I'm a big believer that Phil, a lot of the times, it's, in my opinion, it's harder to coach greats than it is a team full of average, you know, scrappy guys, right? You know what I'm saying? So people always try to penalize like feel like, oh, you had Jordan and Pippen and Shaq and Kobe. Of course he won those championships. I would say that's a little harder in, a, in most cases, to, as you can see with what happened with Shaq and Kobe, to manage that and keep everybody on the same page than it is if you had, you know, I, like that year Doc Rivers took the magic that was, you know, a bunch of 10-day contract guys and took them to like to one game out of the playoffs. Like, I don't want to say that was easy because you need talent, but – you know, those guys are working hard regardless, you know what I'm saying, to get these, you know, all-time greats to get on the same page, to sacrifice for each other, sacrifice for the game. And for him to do that, what, 11 times? <laughs> you know, make make that happen 11 times? I I don't think – if in hindsight, people have tried to diminish what Phil was able to do. I think it's highly impressive what he was able yeah, to I do. Yeah, I think – I said if it was so easy, why didn't Doug Collins win? If it was so easy, why didn't Dale Harris win? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it's it's not it's not easy to get guys who are extremely talented to buy in. And then the thing is, too, is teach them how to treat their teammates. Because one right. of the things you see a lot of times, you've been around basketball your whole life, too. Some of the best players are hard to be teammates with because they uh, some of them can't accept that the guy they're playing with just can't do what they do. Like, why, mm-hmm. don't, you just, why don't you just go right by him? Well, I can't <laughs> go right by him. Why? Because I'm not you. And... <laughs> And kind of to teach the, the the level of compassion and and you know empathy needed to to judge each player by their own merits. Like you know what you can't you know what Steve Kerr you're not going to drive by everyone and dunk on them. But Steve, when you're in that corner, I need you to make that three about forty five percent of the time. Right. You know, and right. just to get guys to buy into their roles, and that's what all good teams do. It's what the th- one of the reasons why the Kings hadn't been good for so long because. You had, as a, I, think, I forget which coach it was. It might, it might have been Dave Yeager I was talking to about it. But you got guys trying to prove themselves, and you mm. got like nine of them. Mm. It's hard to te- It's hard to coach because right. all these guys are trying to make a point. All these guys are trying right. to prove they belong. And, and that was one of my criticisms of the Kings roster for years, that it wasn't balanced. You didn't have enough guys who knew who they were. Right. You got guys who were young, and they're like, we got a young team. Like, yeah, you got a young team. So every guy you put out there, is more is trying to go rogue and sometimes not because he's being a bad person or he's selfish, but shoot, there's nine of us, and if I'm ever going to get my shine, I got to get my shine in my you no know, my 18 minutes. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. there, there there is something to be said about being able to get guys to know who they are, accept who they are as players, and play that role, you know, to the best of their ability, and that's why they um. That's why those teams win. That's they're the reason why the Warriors, were, you know, win, or why the Spurs were good, or you, know, you look at this, even this past season, why Milwaukee's good, the Lake, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Celtics. These guys all fit in and knew what they were supposed to do. And you didn't have a guy saying, you know what? You didn't have Marcus Smart saying, you know what? I need to go out and get thirty-five tonight. Right. You know, you, right. you, you know, the Lakers didn't have Javale McGee saying, you know what? Tonight's the night I get my <laughs> career high. Tonight's right. the night I go for forty. Right. <laughs> you know, so I think that, that's, that's, that's a big what part of it. and that's what Javel uh, 
He also did not do that in Golden State. That's yeah. why he was so effective with the Warriors. And he was also older, too, you know. The, the, mm-hmm. the Wizards JaVale, that was Mr. I'm a dunk from the free throw line in a game. <laughs> Classic Arco Arena moment right there. Yeah, I was like, I was, what did he just do? And I'll never forget Michael Lee saying, he asked him about it after the game, and JaVale's response was, at least I had the heart to try it. <laughs> And I was like, I was he so lying. I said I would love to cover that team. You had think about it, you had him, Nick Young, you had those two as youngsters and their vets. Oh, man. And their vet was Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> and I uh, mean, what could he, go what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Not to mention Javaris Crittenton. I I ain't even gonna mention Javaris Javaris Crittenton. Oh man, Andre Blatch. And it's like all of a sudden oh. and you had on you know, Antoine Jameson in the mix and Wait, did you knew it was bad when Jameson skipped out on practice to go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> and you had never heard a bad thing about Jameson his whole career. Jameson's like, man, this is bullshit. I'm going to Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm from That's the, hilarious. Yeah, so yeah. But yeah, it's um, quite the... Uh, yeah, it's going. It's, I'm, I'm looking it's forward to the time. The, I'm, I'm looking forward to the doc. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, they, That's going to be really I, I, dope, said, I said, y'all can't make us wait till June. They should drop right. that this weekend. No, no. Right, right. What y'all waiting no, that's, on? That's going to be dope. Can't wait to see that. Um, transition to a couple things before we get up out of here. As you guys notice, I know we're in the throne room breakdown, but there's literally nothing going on on the Kings front, just like most of the NBA, but nothing going on on the which Kings a, front. Which is a good thing because you don't want to yeah. report about multiple guys testing positive for the coronavirus mm-hmm. or you don't want to hear about a player X got arrested. You don't want to hear, right. you know, I mean, right. no, in this case, no news is great news. That's a fact. That's a fact. I know next week though, when we or two weeks from now, when we come back to scheduling may change a little bit, but next time we have a show, um, Jason, I think I want to dive deep down on, you know, the Kings, what they got this off season draft, all this other stuff. We're going to really, we're going to dive back into the Kings a little bit, but today, you know, just current events type stuff. And one of the biggest current events, we're talking about like um, things to watch. Well, on Saturday and Sunday night, Jason, I will be glued to my TV, to my fire stick, because that's where my WWE app is at. WrestleMania, as my son keeps saying, too big for one night. Two nights, WrestleMania. I'm actually looking forward to this. The shows like Raw and SmackDown have been really weird without any fans like you can you can you really see how much like these guys are trained actors they're really good at what they do good actors but you can see how the element of the crowd's roar or reaction they really feed off of that you see that now you know what i'm saying with them being in an empty arena or gym or stage or whatever the case may be but man wrestlemania i am looking forward to it man yeah i, I will I, say I, this i can't wait crowd or no crowd paul Heyman cuts the best promos in the history of the business that's a fact. That promo that he cut fact. on Monday, I was like, "Wow!" I mean, I'm <laughs> like, a fact. I am like, yeah. He, I said, I'm sitting there going, "Wow, this is amazing." I'm like, I'm like <laughs> riveted. I'm like, and it's like, I'm like, yeah, he's gonna make. He's gonna be Brock's bitch. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you, know, you know, I was he like, really good. At yeah, that. He, I mean, I there, you know, the only other guy I could think who get near him, two people, Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You know, on oh, the low. I, I, hold on. And, and The Rock. And The Rock. The and rock, the, rock. Yeah. and yeah. the Rock. On the low, though, I thought Stone Cold did a great job when he came back on 316 Day. When he, he, had, uh, he had me cracking up when he did uh, Give Me a Hell Yeah. <laughs> he's he like, yeah, if you want to see Stone Cold out here on 316 Day, give me a hell yeah. And the camera pans to the empty seats in the, in the arena. I thought he did a great job with that. But no, nah, Paul Heyman is second to none. I, I mean, is he, the, is he the best talker that isn't a wrestler in, in, gotta in be. WWE history? Gotta be, gotta be. And like I said, even amongst the wrestlers, I think he's, you know, because you look, you look at his, his career – he was always stuck with guys that they put him with guys I guess who you thought couldn't talk. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, remember he was with the Undertaker back when he was with the big, big Mark Callis, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> way way pre tattoos and everything. Yeah. So you know, yeah, I think he's a. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm gonna watch it with you know with, the, with with my son. You know, he's he's bummed out because he was looking forward to, you know, because he's 11 and the idea that there's not gonna be any fans there. He's not. He's just like I don't. He's like why? So he really hate. He's like I hate the coronavirus. Mm. You know, so you know, yeah. it's, you know, plus, plus, it's robbing us of some guys being him. There'll be no Roman Reigns, and he likes Roman Reigns. You know, yeah, that's crazy. Talking about that's you know, crazy. guys have to, you know, they had to tape. I guess they taped it all what last week, or they taped it like was it last week or this week? Mm. So it's already. So been, I, didn't, I didn't even. I didn't already, even know it's, it's, it's already been done. It's already been taped, so you know, you're just gonna, it's like a, like a regular show, you know. Wow. And so yeah, it's gonna be. It's definitely, they're even selling shirts. I was not there, WrestleMania 36. <laughs> but I'm like, I, I'm, 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 I'm still going to wait to the, to the clearance sale to buy that shirt. <laughs> that is funny. Now, the hope is, um, you know, the next year, Jason, I'm assuming you're going to be in the building. I'm going to be in the building. Next year at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. Will be WrestleMania. I as long as the Kings don't have a like damn that. game that afternoon, the Kings always oh, play on WrestleMania. I just thought day. about that. That's I mean, crazy. Like when that. That's when that, crazy. When that meme went crazy about when the uh, Undertaker streak ended, and people thought I was at WrestleMania because a guy who kind of looked like me was there. <laughs> <laughs> no, true story. I'm at. The, I don't know who the Kings were even playing that day. But the Kings, the Kings had just been in New Orleans because I think they had a four-year stretch wherever the Kings were on the road. They were always leaving right before WrestleMania. And so I'm at the Kings game at the old Arco. I'm typing. I'm getting messages like, dude, we just saw you on TV. I'm like, I know I'm at the game. They're like, no, we're watching WrestleMania. And we just saw you on TV. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, dude, I am not at WrestleMania. That's cold. They put that dude with you, man. I know exactly the, the iconic black guy in the and front I had row. My, that, and that when I wear my glasses, because I, I still always wear the goatee back then, <laughs> I wear my glasses. And so, actually, me and I met it. We, we became, I guess, virtual friends on Twitter because <laughs> we finally what? connected, like on Twitter. And like we go back and forth, and he's like, he'll tweet. He was like, that was not me. That was Jason Jones. I swear, I was not there. And people, but be- and people believe him. They're like, "That wasn't you. That was Jason Jones. We know it." <laughs> Don't nobody talk about wrestling like that than not be at Wrestle. I'm like, I was not at WrestleMania. I swear, I wasn't at WrestleMania. That an- is fun. An- that is an- hilarious. Yeah, I never so- put that together. Yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. Me and him. Yeah. Yeah. We follow each other on Twitter now, and like every at least once a year, it's a it's a good joke we have about. Enjoy WrestleMania. Are are you going to be there? And yeah, it, it, we've had you know. And I mean, we had one thread where we're literally going back. I'm like, that wasn't me. It was him. 
It was not me. It was Jason <laughs> Jones. It was not me. And then also, I'm, also, I'm also the guy who got photographed watching a pay-per-view during the NBA Finals. So. That was iconic. That was yeah. absolutely iconic. The game was it, trash. Responding to a Triple H, a Triple H tweet. Yeah, to yeah, you. Shout out, yeah. shout out Triple, to Trips. Triple H and Matt Hardy gave me love on Twitter, so it was worth it. I'm like, first off, the That's game was up. trash. The the Warriors were dog walking the Cavs that game, <laughs> and I really wanted to see you know this Austin Aries match in, in Neville, or who's now Pac in AEW, but I wanted to see the match. Yeah. Yeah, you know, gotta uh, do what you gotta do. That thank, yeah. shout out to the WWE Network. You know what I'm saying? If they if they want to sponsor the throne room breakdown, we appreciate that as well. But yeah, shout out to them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because they yeah. they doing anything. So WrestleMania is going down. I think the only thing that I'm really looking forward to, I guess, would probably be. I you know I've really I'm really into uh, AJ Taker. I think uh, AJ Styles has done a great job. We talk about talkers and things of that nature. He he showed me some things with his lead up to the to the Undertaker match. He's done a great job with how he set up this match, and it would be great if it was in front of people. But I think it's still gonna be a good match. That's gonna be dope. And then uh, the Fiend or Cena, Fiend is killing it right now, man. So you always want to see the Fiend. So I, I think those are the two. To, oh, and then uh, my girl Sasha Banks. She's back. Oh yeah, I've, oh yeah. I've you met, know, I definitely yeah. want to see my girl Sasha. Yeah, Banks. I met her. I met her in Sacramento a couple of few years back. Took my son with him. Told my son that's his new stepmom. <laughs> He's like, "What's a step, Mama? Don't worry, it's, it's Sasha." No, shout out to Sasha. Shout out, you know, shout out who, to the boss, whose cousin, legit boss, who, whose first cousin is the one and only S and double O P D O double G, LBC's LBC's finest. You know, and so for a long time, I thought she was from L.A., but she's from Massachusetts, right? Yeah, but she was like born like in California. She was like born in Fairfield, I think. Born in oh, California. Wow. Yeah, so it's like yeah, so yeah, she's from, but she ends up growing up in Boston. Cousins with Snoop and Daz Dillinger, you know. Like I said, you know, so I, I'll claim her with the LBC. I, she, she, she can be from the <laughs> she LBC. She gets the honorary claim. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually met more w, the female wrestlers than I have the men. I met her. I met Becky Lynch and Lana at the airport once. And Lana. Shout out to Lana. Yeah, you know, I probably, she probably didn't like the fact that I wanted a picture because she wasn't all made up. I'm like, wow. I, I didn't know who. I'm like, who, who's everyone staring at? That's Becky Lynch. <laughs> this is before she was the man. It was just like Becky Lynch was a, like, uh, yeah. and I was, so I got, a, you know, my, I got a picture on her with, you know, with me and Lana. I met Sasha Banks, met Cesaro. So, that's what's up. You know, hey, but that's what's up. Before, um, so WrestleMania, definitely, y'all, we're going to check that out for sure. Uh, before we get out of here, though, today is the, uh, it's hard, it's crazy saying anniversary on these. I don't even like to say anniversary, but just one year ago today, um, we lost uh, Nipsey Hussle, man, and uh, man, still crazy that it that it that it happened. I I remember getting that news. I, I know you were out of Kings game. That was the same time I was watching uh, Duke Michigan State in the Elite Eight, and uh, just came across the Twitter timeline. I was like, Nah, bro, nah, this this definitely is not happening. And um, we end up Joe Budden did a live show in Oakland that day, and we went through going to the show, and you know. The vibe there, Joe was was out of whack, and you know it was it was a crazy crazy moment, man. And um, yeah, his, his music and his catalog lives on today. But uh, yeah, I was at a Kings game. They, 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 they were playing. They were playing in San Antonio that day, and my whole <laughs> my whole day was ruined. 
Like I, I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, do I? I don't know whether to cry, be mad. I'm like, you know, this is you know. And then, on top of that, cause I, I, I was saying before the show started, I kind of got introduced to Nip a little bit through a couple of kings. Demarcus Cousins and Isaiah Thomas were big Nip fans, and I'd heard of them. He's the L.A. dude. I'd heard of them, but they were like committed to it to the point where they had the TMC tattoo already. And this, mind you, how crazy that is. At that point, Nip is primarily a mixtape artist. You know, he's not a star, you know, but... Victory Lap was officially his debut album. And that's what's so crazy about it. It came out, and, and so much of his career was tied to basketball. Victory Lap came out All-Star Weekend 2018. Mm. And it was like a celebration because the All-Star Game is in L.A. and his album dropped that week, you know. Wow. And then, you remember, yeah. that, remember then, you know, last season, the the infamous, iconic picture of him... Standing up, he was because he was wearing the Magic Johnson jersey because he was with the shit when when, when things yeah. went down. Rondo and Chris Paul, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. It was like, I was like, oh, Nip was like, oh, we doing this now, you know? So, and the fact that I kind of I was born, my early life was in that it was in that part of L.A. You know, I was, you know, I was, you know, my first elementary school is about ten minutes, I think, from uh, Crenshaw and Slauson. So, mm. I felt a whole different. It was a whole different thing, and it just kind of felt like, damn, he was doing everything he was supposed to do, doing doing the right thing, and this is what happens. It's yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, I mean, shit, it's been a just the last twelve months. Nip, Kobe, coronavirus. My God, I'm like, can we just get a reset on the last twelve to fifteen months? Man, for real. I for mean, real. this is like we thought 2019 was bad, and 2020 ain't been no. I'm just like, man, this is. Woo, but yeah, mm-hmm. man, rest in power. No, no, Nip. You know, I'm a. I'll be playing. I, I play Nip at least. It feels like at least once a day or every other day, just because he has a couple of. I, I got to play dedication when I'm working out. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so I got to play that. So I mean, I'll I'll play me some Nip to you know while I'm working out. You know, it'll be you know check my Instagram story. You'll see a lot of Nip today. You know, yeah. so, you know that's, that's yeah. how I that's how I share my music with the people. You know, if they want to know what I'm listening to, check out my stories. I always you know post my music. Yes, indeed. I'm do the same thing. I'm be hitting the heavy bag in the garage. Victory lap going down. I know um, a lot of the, you know, and I'm like you. Like I, I, I heard a nip because you know I was down there, and you know you you can't be in L.A. or anything like that and not hear from Nip at a certain point. You know what I'm saying? Like in 2010, like he was he was everywhere. He was a star already in the in the city. Um, yeah. But I really started to take notice when, when the Crenshaw mixtape came out. Just the, the idea of the $100 mixtape and, you know, and all this other stuff. I was like, that's such a dope idea. And then the music was crazy. I was like, this is this man is dope, right? And then, um, you know, when Victory Lab finally came out, uh, I just thought that was a flawless album. I still do to this day. I mean, yeah. it was flawless. Like, it was perfect. It was one of the more perfect rap albums I had heard in a in a long time. Mainstream, you know what I'm saying? I, I was I was mad. I was mad they gave his Grammy to Cardi B. Yeah. I was mad. And I and, and I liked I liked Cardi's album a lot, but Victory Lab will stand the test of time. And even I, even before him passing yeah, away. Like, and, and, and it I, was yeah. flawless. We actually had a discussion you know, with a friend of mine in LA every year he does like a uh, around Kwan's he does like a you know a uh, lunch or a dinner we're all talking about the, the album of the year. And we're like it's it's Victory Lab. And my thing is, and I, and I, and I mean, I, I may take heat because mind you, uh, Cardi is like my like young ratchet hood crush. I love me some Cardi. <laughs> I, love, I love Cardi B. I got That's it. my girl. I, I, I love me some Cardi, but I also still believe too that her album was being judged on a curve. 
because there was no expectation. It, the expectation was so low. It felt like people were just happy that oh my god, it's not awful. I'm like, see, I don't know. I thought her. I thought her album was dope. No, like, I didn't I think. I didn't, th- I didn't think it was bad. I just. I. I just think it was. I think that because so many people had no expectation mm. that they were like, you know, oh my god, it's. I'm like, I'm like, it was. It was. It was a cool album, but it wasn't better than Victory Lap. Nah, I agree with you on that. No, no, you know, and I, you know, I, you know, and I, and I think if you, you know, if you over the test of time, I don't think that album stand the test of time the same way a Victory Lap does, or you know, or any of the other iconic albums that have ever come out. I think, I mean, you can you can have a good album, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be that it it stands and you know up there with you know a I'm trying to you know maybe the best. Cube album, the best Drake right. album, it, you know, or Ready to Die, Life After Death, or yeah. something like that. These yeah. are these are timeless. Ready Ready to Die came out with like twenty five years ago, and yeah. all of Brooklyn is out there singing Juicy. You yeah, know what I'm saying like, yeah, it, I mean, there's there's yeah. some albums that you play them now. I play All Eyes on Me. It feels like All Eyes on Me could have came out last week, mm-hmm. and then you realize, mm-hmm. God, these guys were geniuses. Like this stuff was so, you know so ahead of its time to where it's like 25 years later i still play that and it's in right. it, it's like from the beats to the production it all sounds it, it doesn't sound like wow there's something that sounds dated that don't mm-hmm. sound dated it don't sound like a fad and i think no. if, you, if you if you make that in music you've made a time you made a classic album if it doesn't feel you know like i can listen to songs in the key of life to this day it doesn't feel like wow this is like some, some trendy stuff yeah. like this is just great music and that's that's how Victory Lap. I'm predicting that's how it will be 25 years from now because it was just it was. I say it all the time. That's the word I have for it. It was flawless. Victory Lap was flawless. Like he put together a perfect piece of art, man. And and like I said, I felt that way before he passed away. I, yeah, I, I did too. Yeah, it in and I was like, this is dope. Like I I thought it would be cool because it was Nipsey. Like I didn't have any real expectations, but when I heard it, I was like, this album is. Dope. I played it like almost every other day for like two months. Yeah, you know what I'm it was it was yeah really it, dope, it was so. it was awesome. You know, and like I said, it's it's just a trip. Like man, a year. It don't it don't. You know, I remember talking to Marvin Bagley about him because Marvin was gonna was supposed to meet him last summer because they were both mm. Puma. So I mean, uh-huh. and, and his passing hit the NBA hard. It's because so many of those you know people you see so many guys from the LA area who are in the league. You know, guys like Harden and Westbrook. Westbrook yeah. dropping the twenty 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 on yeah, my Lakers yeah. after that, you know, I was like, damn, yeah, that was crazy. I was that like, was crazy. You know, you got to take that L Lake show, yeah. <laughs> you know. But you know, but you see just the impact, and you know, and just the how the culture of hip hop in the NBA are so intertwined that you can't, you really can't separate the two, in my opinion. I think you can't. There is no NBA culture without the hip hop culture. No, that's facts. That's facts. So. One year ago today, man, R.I.P. Uh, Nipsey Hussle, man, for Last sure. Last time bro. that I checked. Yes, indeed. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed, man. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear my get out of here. I'm gonna wear my blue laces today. Got my blue laces in today. <laughs> Y'all don't know about that. I'm wearing my blue laces. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm gonna go take me a victory lap somewhere around here, man. But uh, we came we came on here in the in the pre show meeting talking about ah, maybe we get about twenty minutes in. Yeah, and Rob is probably cursing us out right now we're 40 something minutes in but it was good it was good stuff that's just what you do on the thermal break yeah y'all ain't doing nothing y'all ain't doing nothing i mean what what y'all gonna do i mean y'all didn't watch enough netflix you know kick it with us a little (laughs) bit and we will be back in two weeks because you know with no games you know they're gonna we're gonna go every other week so we'll be back in two weeks so yeah you know 
unless something happens, you know, major, and then like I said, in this case, if something happens major, it's probably not good. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not, I'm not rude. I do not want to be back with y'all next talking about a Kings player who's taken ill or anything of that nature. You know, everything's good yeah. so far. And I think even in terms of my, you know, people were asking, you know, my friends about myself, I think, and being in contact with players, it's been more than two weeks since I've been around a player. So if any of them had mm-hmm. been exposed, I would have already been exposed to them. I would have been past my two week period. You know, I'm 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 good. And like I said, thankfully, I think Tony and the Utah crew were the only in- writers that I knew who who had to be tested. I don't mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard anything about anybody from Brooklyn. You know, so or mm-hmm. Boston or any other team. I haven't heard anything. And thank hopefully, you know, we start to flatten that curve sooner than later, and we can get back. You know, to living our lives the way we're and maybe appreciating the little things again, like. You know, going outside and being able to run to the stove just a window shop. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. so. Yeah, we going to be here two weeks. And, uh, man, y'all be good, man. WrestleMania. WrestleMania post-game show for us in two weeks. Yeah, we'll, we'll, break, it, we'll break it all down for y'all. Break, break down the fiend. So, y'all yes, be good indeed, out there. Yes, all right, take care. All right. Kenny Caraway. Jason Jones, we gone. We out.